The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. We are in a season of celebrations. Many of us will gather with friends and family at some point over the summer, probably this weekend uh, for 4th of July, if the rain lets up and all of that. This time of year is filled with all sorts of parties, weddings, graduation, ceremonies, anniversaries, just traveling to visit family. So there are many opportunities in the summer to be a host or to be a guest, to welcome others and to experience welcome. I'm sure when you host, you try to think of everything your guests might need, what will make them feel comfortable. Like last weekend, we hosted Hannah's first birthday party at our house, and our house is very hard to find. I mean, yes, we're on a dead-end dirt road, but also... We're on Lockwood Extension, which logic and your GPS would tell you is connected to Lockwood. It isn't. So to help people find us, I tied balloons to the street signs at the intersections leading to our house, hoping these balloon breadcrumbs would help our guests find us, help them feel confident that they were in the right place. Just follow the yellow balloons. And if someone sleeps at your house, you might put out the nice towels or have extra food around, try to have on hand what your guests might need. And when you stay with someone, you might appreciate any little extra touch of welcome that you notice. Like when I stayed with my aunt and she put out a little dish in my guest room so that any jewelry I took off wouldn't go missing, get lost. Or when my mother-in-law buys the cold brew I like and keeps it in her fridge when we stay over. It's the little things that make you feel at home. In today's gospel reading, as we've read these past few weeks, Jesus is sending the disciples out, preparing them for the road ahead and the possible rejection they might experience. But in today's reading, Jesus talks about welcome. He talks about the other side of the experience. He talks about those who will welcome in the disciples, the people who will welcome total strangers into their homes, because these disciples are relying completely on the hospitality of strangers. Most of the time when we host, we're receiving friends and family, and that's effort enough. But imagine receiving a complete stranger, not knowing anything about them, like where they're from or what they want or what they need. To go out and proclaim the good news is an act of faith and discipleship 
but to receive the stranger and offer hospitality, it is also an act of faith and discipleship. Jesus says, when you're welcomed, I am welcomed. And when I am welcomed, the one who sent me is welcomed. Welcome the prophet. Welcome the righteous one. Welcome the little one. Even in offering a glass of cold water, you have welcomed. This short passage of scripture contains so much. First, we learn that the work of welcoming is godly work. That when we extend welcome to someone, we are welcoming Jesus. Jesus says to welcome the prophet and the righteous one and the little one. And in naming these three groups, Jesus demonstrates the expanse of the welcome we should offer. Prophets often come with tough truths to hear. In the moment, it might be impossible to tell a true prophet from a false one, so there's a leap of faith required in welcoming a prophet. Accepting the prophet also means being able to listen to a message we probably don't want to hear, being able to look at ourselves and make changes. Welcoming the righteous one feels easier, at least at first, as long as the righteous one is righteous in the same way that we are. It's helpful if they already worship like us or hold the same values. It can be more difficult to embrace the one who is righteous of a different faith tradition. It can be hard to welcome one who makes us question our own traditions or beliefs. And we are told to welcome the little one. Some think this might be a reference to the traveling disciple, but it could also refer to a child or to the poor. Perhaps it is anyone who finds themselves in need of someone else's hospitality. Maybe those who are hungry or homeless. It can be hard to welcome the little one because they call on us to share our resources to question why we have and others have not, to make space for someone who others have counted out. Jesus also tells us how to welcome, with the example of a cup of cold water. And okay, a cup of cold water does not sound like much to us, but in the days before indoor plumbing, it was a gift that required the work of going to and from the well to collect the water. Sharing water was giving from your own precious, limited resource, what you had collected for the day. So we learn that welcoming means sharing what we have to meet the needs of the one who has come to us. Welcoming others stretches us. It asks of us. We are to welcome the prophet, the righteous, and the little one by sharing what we have. And beyond this passage in scripture, we learn to welcome the stranger and the neighbor, the one who worships God in a different way, like the Samaritan, the immigrant, the refugee, for we were once strangers in a strange land, the prisoner, the sick, the differently abled, and the hungry. As we read again and again in scripture, all are worthy of our hospitality. 
And every time we welcome someone, we welcome Christ. And we share in the divine welcome that God first showed us. In the book, Reaching Out, Henry Nouwen describes three spiritual movements in the life of faith. And one of these movements is from hostility to hospitality. Hospitality, or welcome, is countercultural. In our culture, we are mostly formed to be suspicious of strangers. Strangers are potentially dangerous. They're a threat to our safety. If not a threat, then at least competition. Obstacles that might get in the way of what we want or our fair share. And so we live afraid or suspicious of other people, what they might take from us or do to us. They might take our spot or our job if we don't keep our guards up. I'm speaking in sweeping generalities because this hostility applies to so many situations, like the way immigrants are treated or how wealth is hoarded, how homelessness is stigmatized, and how mental health is misunderstood, debates in college admissions, how we treat anyone who falls in some way outside of the norm, even our hesitancy to stop for someone who's pulled over on the side of the road. I think we see this wrestling with hostility and hospitality in our country. That there are these two drives at odds with each other. A confusing give and take between greater exclusion and greater inclusion. Whether approaching strangers with fear and anger or approaching strangers with acceptance and love. As I drove home from work on Friday, I drove behind someone with two bumper stickers on their car. One sticker was a distorted American flag, and the other sticker said, live, laugh, love, and if that doesn't work, load, aim, fire. That bumper sticker, while meant to be a joke, I think, is an obvious example of hostility. It makes me sad that it was placed so close to our flag, too. But then I think about the Statue of Liberty, that wonderful inscription on it, the poem, The New Colossus, by Emma Lazarus. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these, the homeless, the tempest-tossed, to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. That's hospitality. I know for many, the celebration of Independence Day, our nation's birthday, has us reflecting on our history, and our future. Where exactly we're headed to as a country and how we can come together when there is so much division. As people of faith, we turn to Jesus, who says, welcome. 
We are not just citizens of our country. As people of God, we are citizens of God's kingdom. And we are called to live differently, to live lives of welcome. So what if we lived in the way that Jesus demonstrates? Seeking out the stranger, looking out for our neighbors, giving to those who ask of us, not afraid to touch what is thought unclean, feeding, healing, forgiving, comforting, welcoming. We would show that another way is possible. When we move from hostility to hospitality, the people we haven't met yet are no longer threats or dangers or even competition. Instead of wondering, how might you hurt me? We can ask, how can I help you? As people of welcome, we are able to see each person as who they really are, a fellow human, worthy of our love and acceptance, a beloved child of God, each person an encounter with the living Christ. This life of faith means being sent out to proclaim God's word and also receiving those who have been sent to us. Sometimes we are the guest and we rely on the hospitality of others, and sometimes we are the host, creating that space of welcome. And in each encounter, we are blessed to give and blessed to receive. We know that Christ is present in these holy moments of encounter, that when we welcome, we welcome Jesus. May God give us the courage to always choose welcome. Amen.